Hey, Tim. Hey, Dan. How are you going? Pretty good. Uh, do you have a joke for me? Um, I do have a joke. Go for it. Um, Dan, why did the baker get into baking? Because he wanted to raise some dough? He needed all the dough. <laughs> that was... Come on, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> all right, wait, wait, wait. I've got another one. All right. Um, why is... No. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher this. Should I just... What is a very important... Why? No, I've, I've lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible, Tim. Into... I'm just driving straight in the intro. <laughs> Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm sorry for the intro joke. Tim butchered well, it. If you're wondering where I was going with that, it was something to do with doctors and all of the patients. So uh, Yeah, I've got it. Uh, why didn't uh, I become a doctor? Because you don't have any patients. Because I didn't have the patients. <laughs> there you go, Tim. That's all you had to say. <laughs> I couldn't get it. So, today on the podcast uh, is a great topic and a great guest. Uh, today, we've got uh, Heather Smith, who is a uh, cheer person for apps. Yeah, a hype girl. <laughs> hype I girl believe, for apps is... is, is uh, Heather, w- what does that mean? Hi, Dan and Tim. Thank you so much for having you on the show. Um, what I was doing was so difficult and so long to explain to people. I just <laughs> came up with the catchphrase, hype girl hype for apps. Girl, Hype girl for accounting apps because I am a cheerleader, as you mentioned, for accounting apps. I can see the absolute massive benefit in using um, accounting and business technology in both our businesses and uh, in in, in accounting practices and in small businesses. And so I try to disseminate that information and make it really easy for people to understand and embrace and resonate with people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you you have your own uh, podcast as well and we'll chat a bit about that. And obviously, uh, if if anyone's ever read the uh, book, Zero for Dummies, they would have seen your name at the bottom of that one. So, you you literally wrote the book on that one. So, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. But today's topic is really going to be about building uh, a community and and, and building an audience and Mm. and building uh, all of that kind of thing that goes around being able to be someone who uh, gets that information out to people. And it's it's very relevant to businesses and to us as a podcast. So, looking forward to dive into that. But first, Tim, what what is is the Tim Tim and... Dan Tim, how's your week? It's been great. Um, I overcame one injury. So, Heather, I've had a bit of a knee injury for a while. And uh, I'm going on this. Do you know the Bondi to Manly um, walk at all, Heather? Have you heard of that? So, it's yes. like, okay. So, it's an 80-kilometer 80, 80 trail from start to finish, which is recently they've, they've joined together from start to finish. And I'm aiming to do that next week on Thursday and Friday. My knee has finally come good. And this week, um, almost the instant my knee came good, my neck got a huge kink in it. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm struggling with some neck pain at the moment. Yeah, I, and we will mention that the, the run 
slash walk that you're doing is for charity. It is for charity, yes. It is for charity. So yep. we will be posting some links and things with Tim's got a bit of a, a page to get some donations in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so definitely. It's, it's What's the cause? Uh, for Beyond Blue was my chosen charity. I'm doing it with two other guys who have got different charities as well. So mm -hmm. we'll be posting about it on social media. Um, but yeah, I just think at this time, uh, mental health is is such a pressing issue during COVID. So um, we've seen it a lot uh, in our own business and team and community and also in our clients. Mm. So, um, so yeah, Beyond Blue for me was, was a bit of a no-brainer, I think. I, I heard a stat this morning, which is quite interesting. Um, and I, have, I haven't verified this myself, so if I'm wrong, I apologize. But uh, the number of people contacting Beyond Blue in Melbourne is 70% higher right now than any other than any other area in the country. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, it's... Uh, because of the, the, obviously, the lockdowns. It's a tough time. Mm. Yeah, it's a very... I've got family down there and yeah, they're definitely, definitely struggling, so... Yeah, so uh, adding on to that, Tim, your injury woes, mm. uh, I currently can't lift my arm above this point because I've done my <laughs> shoulder. <laughs> so that happened in the last two days, so that's fun. Yeah, so all, all healthy here. Yeah, we're doing yeah. well with our injuries. <laughs> what about you, Heather? How's your week going? No injuries to report? No injuries. Um, I'm doing well. We um, um, adopted a, a puppy about 10 days ago. So oh, we've been nice. running around getting up early and playing with a border collie puppy. So oh, he's, he's amazing. Uh, quite um, uh, brought a lot of joy into our lives, especially during this challenging time. Yeah. We lost our beloved um, King Charles Spaniel oh. a year ago this month. And okay. so this month was going to be a hard one. So we yeah. kind of are actively starting another chapter in our life. Oh, and that's awesome. we're very happy and overjoyed about that. Yeah, that's, that's great. What's his name? I'm going to start crying. <laughs> <laughs> his name is Chester. So Chester. I won't mention the names, but all of my children's names start with a CH and my okay. dog's name was Charlie and so he's Chester. So everyone oh, has to nice. start with Chester and Chardonnay <laughs> and chocolate. That's just what I like to – that's what I take to avoid injuries. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 wish, I wish I'd followed that advice because I'd be able to maybe even take a sip of a drink because I, <laughs> yeah. I have to go left-handed now. You've been drinking too much, Dan. Yeah, that's the problem. It's my uh. drinking arm is the problem. Speaking of dogs – uh, one just barged through our door behind you there, oh, Tim. hello, Hartley. There you go. <laughs> the office dog. We've got an yeah. office dog here that's just barged <laughs> through our door. Um, so, that's great. Uh, Tim, do you have a business update? So, I think what mm. we're going to maybe quickly discuss is uh, there's been a few new uh, alternative tests added to the JobKeeper Um in the past couple of weeks, which yeah. we haven't mentioned on the podcast yet. One that's that's quite interesting is the um, the growth test. So, there's a number of different tests um, which are trying to, I guess, allow for businesses that have interesting circumstances. So, if you've bought another business or merged with another mm. business or if you have lumpy turnover yeah, so or if you've, in fact, grown a large amount. Yeah, and this is to help people who the comparison period wouldn't be relevant because it's not reflective of their actual average turnover. And mm. so, to measure your 30% reduction on that period mm. uh, would, would give you a misleading um, yeah. answer. It would be unfair because you are growing, but perhaps your business mm. in terms of how much it has grown mm. has taken a hit. Uh, so, yeah, yeah there's, there's the ATO has recently, um, according to Dan and I, um, clarified this a little bit more. Like they've, they've released more details, mm. which have almost in a way changed this test from yeah. what it was. Uh, originally, 
the growth was if you grew 50% in a six month period, uh, 25%, uh, sorry, yeah, 60% in a year, sorry, 50% in a year period, 25% in a six month period or 12 and a half percent in a three month period, period. then, uh, then you could qualify for a different test. Mm. Uh, when they first announced it, it was essentially, you know, pretty simple to measure. Uh, did you grow compared to the previous 12 months by that amount? Mm. What they clarified, though, was you're actually testing a specific month against another specific month. Mm. So, it's not the entire 12-month period compared to the next 12-month period. It's yeah. the month of June compared to the month of June the following year is the comparison, which means you might not have actually grown as t- in total as a business over 12 months. Mm. But you might have the same turnover, but yeah. you had one month one that month. was half of what another month was yeah. later than that month. Which which I think is, is a dumb way to do it um, because of the reason I just said. It's, it's some people won't qualify and some people will even though the actual circumstances of their growth show that um so that that is interesting yeah um one thing to clarify there the other part of that test that has changed is that you can choose the both the period immediately before your relevant test period so if you're testing september you can do the 12 months before uh before that or before march you have the choice now of both periods so if you you, Mm. and the reason for that is a lot of businesses went down after march so you're not going to have growth for a lot of people between April and exactly June. so yeah. if you did have growth in your regular business before COVID hit then you still then can qualify yes. the other the other big change that they announced was an another alternative test and this was for businesses who not because of the normal course of their business had ceased trading for a period uh, and this could be for a number of reasons yeah. um, which we won't get into but essentially if for whatever reason the business didn't operate for a period of time, you went on a holiday and it's your main business or whatever it is and you're comparing your revenue now to the same revenue last time um, but you haven't reduced because the business wasn't open for a quarter of that time, time last year. Uh, then uh, you can use an alternative test. So, yeah, yeah. that is one that wasn't part of the original alternative test mm. which I think is a, is a good, a good um, addition. Yes. So, it is interesting that the ATO is still changing those things <laughs> and clarify it's what i'd call things. frustrating Tim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's mega frustrating um for and, accountants and then, uh, you made a really good point yesterday is that they make these adjustments and then it's just left to us to sort that out and more okay. often than not we're not charging for that yeah um because we might be testing a client who's not eligible and I'm not going to give them an invoice for me assessing them for something that they're not eligible for mm. um, during a pandemic. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of that has fallen on our shoulders, which is annoying, but yep. I guess essential. Yes. Not much we can if do If a about small that. business is listening in and wants assistance with this, what do you suggest they do? Mm. <laughs> Contact their accountant. Yeah. Contact us if you want. Um, we're could, happy to go through it. They, uh, they could look it up online. Like there is like all of that information we just talked about is online on the ATO website. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not easy. They don't make it easy. No. So, yeah. yeah, even internally, we've created little calculators and things, that, templates that we can just enter specific data in from their zero file and we therefore can test for the different tests. But mm. uh, yeah, you know, it's not as easy as have you reduced by 30%. We yeah. found that during co- uh, JobKeeper 1 and we're finding that during JobKeeper yeah. 2. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. So, that's probably our business update. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Heather, unless you have anything you want to add? 
It's so complicated. Speak to your accountant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speak to the two drunk accountants. <laughs> yeah. All the accountants at cats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either one. Uh, Tim, what's your tight ass tip this week? And uh, I'm looking forward to a good one. I hope. Yes, I have a great one yeah. this week, actually. So, um, the title of this tight ass tip. I forgot that you give titles. I like that. Yeah, you got to have a title. Yeah. It's important. Never split a bill 50 50. <laughs> Now, I agree with this and I'm, I'm assuming you're going down the road that because you may not have eaten 50% of the food. Correct. And this especially applies to you because mm-hmm. uh, yourself and Jade tend to eat less uh, in total between the two of you. We share, we share a lot of meals. You share a lot of meals, which means, mm. uh, but you do drink more alcohol. True, true. That so, does even out. <laughs> but I guess the, the tight ass tip, you, you go yeah, on, but so I think I understand. It would be unfair... For Jade and I, if we had 10 cocktails, to expect Dan, who was drinking Coke and water all night, mm. to split a bill 50-50. So, um, I think if you're in that situation, be very upfront with your friends and just say, well, one of us should pay and then we'll add up what we had and split it. Or uh, let's just see if the restaurant will split it for us mm. at, at the till. So, um, yeah, don't get trapped in that 50-50 split. Don't let pride get in the way and uh, allow you to split 50-50. It, it will make yeah. a big difference sometimes. I, I am an advocate of that method. Uh, however, if you do go and it does roughly look like everyone drank the same <laughs> and you all shared meals... Sometimes you can split 50-50. Then it's easy just to split. Yeah. However, not always. Not always. It could save you money. But, Tim, equally... It could cost you money. It could cost you money. It could cost you money. If you're the cocktail guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 True. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah. Keep that one in mind, I think. If you're always splitting 50-50, you could be losing. Unless you're eating or drinking more. Then, hey, good on you. That's a great tight ass tip as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> always split, split 50-50. <laughs> <laughs> so, my question here is when I inevitably get this spreadsheet up and running, Tim, that lists all of your tight-ass tips and how much you'll actually save in a year by following each one. How do I measure that? Because sometimes you're going to have less and sometimes it's really personal preference Mm. on how much you eat and drink. I think you could say plus or minus like 10% of that one. So, whatever Mm. you're paying to go out, add up the times you go out with friends, which might be like one in every three times. Yep. And then um, if you eat less generally than other people, well, then you're saving 10%. Okay. If you eat more so, and you're doing 50-50, so well, maybe, you're saving 10%. Maybe in the calculator, there's a qualifier. Like, do you eat more than <laughs> yeah. more? Do you eat and drink more than others? Yes or no? And then if it's a yes, it minuses That's 10%. Right. It would be yeah. great if we had some sort of tool that said, well, you should split the bill 50-50. <laughs> because you eat if more. If you turn up with the two for one deal, Tim, do you have to pay it all? Ooh. No, I would definitely make... I would go 50-50 in that circumstance. But... Uh, but if it was two for one and they had the more expensive meal, I'd probably still be like, well, let's just go, you pay 50% of your meal and I'll pay. So, this is why I don't have a lot of friends, Heather, basically. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm too much of an accountant when it comes to adding up the bill. Yeah, Tim pulls out his pocket calculator towards the end of the meal, starts adding it up. Yeah. Yeah. So, and if I don't add it up properly, Jade gets angry at me too. So yeah, you don't want that. She's a bigger tight ass than I am. You don't so, want that. Yeah. That's my wife, Heather, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Well, let's move on to our main topic. Tim, yeah. can you the put that button. volume down and then push the bottom right button? See, because my shoulders saw here, Heather, I actually can't reach 
that direction to push the buttons as well as I'd like to, but uh, mm. I'm letting Tim control the board today, which is risky. Yes. So, uh, so Heather, thank you for being with us. We're really keen to discuss with you. I'd like to hear, like everyone to hear a bit about your journey as well, because um, I've got some information actually here on my phone, like some really interesting stuff. So you've written you've written a ton of books actually yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah. zero for dummies learn small business startup in seven days learn my ob in seven days that's that's impressive if you can learn my ob in seven days yes. <laughs> i can learn it in 10 seconds tim don't use it. <laughs> it takes me sometimes seven days to find what version of my ob a client <laughs> is using so uh, <laughs> there used to be a special app for that there yeah did. there was there mm, did. I know it's just think it's been evolved yeah so I've written nine books on um, business and cloud accounting how do you find the time to produce so much content is it just something that you I am quite prolific and I always have been my house is filled with notebooks from my childhood so I was always yeah. a prolific writer cool. I've done a lot of writing courses so I spend a lot of time thinking about it and structuring it and I um, repurpose content. So I recycle, mm. refine, repurpose content and, and, and put it out in different ways. So mm. um, I use an app called Grammarly and it told me last month that I did 65,000 words. Um, wow. that, that's how many I wrote. And that's kind of probably typically. Are, are they, um, I could, are they uh, like blog articles or, or are you writing another book right now? No, that's just blog articles wow. or emails or things like wow. that. Yeah. So, no, um, kind of thinking about writing another book at the moment. Typically, I can write a book, 20,000 words in a, in a month would take me wow. because it's structured and refined and you have to think about the structure of it there. Yeah. So, cool. but what I will do is um, create a podcast or create mm. blog posts or create social media from it. And it's all about um, educating the accounting community, primarily the accounting and bookkeeping community, but then the extended business community about how they can use technology and embrace technology mm. in their business. Yeah. And that, that hits on really what we, we want to uh, pick your brain about today, I guess, is community. Mm. Um, so, I guess, how did you find yourself in the accounting community in the first place? <laughs> oh, how did I find myself in the accounting community? So, how did I start in accounting? Yeah, yes. so how did you start okay. in accounting? But like, I, often accountants aren't even active in the community. So, so, yes, first of all, how did you find yourself in accounting? But I would like to hear more about how you got into the community as well. So... Okay. Um, so I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, so, I'll try and answer you and pull yeah, me yeah. forward if I need to. Go I loved accounting, it. fell in love with it when I was 14 at school. My teacher, Miss Older, um, Tisha Older, who I'm still in contact with, and I always go, yay, when she likes nice. one of my LinkedIn posts. Nice. Um, is this like high school? Or? Yeah, high school, yeah, wow. grade 10. Great wow. yeah, yeah, I always loved it. Um, so, and had followed that and pursued that. I went overseas and did the ACCA qualification, which meant I was able to work as an accountant anywhere in the world. It's a global accounting qualification. Cool. And I ended up working in England for three years, Singapore for three years, and uh, Canada for three years. Wow. Um, and now I kind of say I sit here or sit anywhere. My accounting practice is actually sits in my handbag and I can be anywhere and my clients can be anywhere. Yeah. Um, and through that, um, I kind of work. Um, I'm a mother. I, I spent a lot of time focused on, on, on raising my children and I had like a five hour gap during the day to do the accounting work. And that's yeah, why nice. I really embraced the robots to assist me in doing that. Yeah, that's awesome. um, and 
I guess through that, many people who work in community say that it's kind of this accidental area that they came into. So I'll, again, um, align with that. And what a community is, is people coming together with the same vision. Mm. And so through the time, and so I'll talk about communities that I've actually built. One of them is the Zero Mastermind Group. And what I Mm. needed at that time, what I needed was people to have advanced conversations with about the accounting app world. Mm. And um, there was beginner conversations, but I was kind of ahead of those and I needed those advanced conversations. And for me as a solo person to have those conversations would have cost too much money because I needed to bring eight highly intelligent, highly advanced people together to have that conversation. Mm. So I created that Facebook group. Facebook groups are a very good place for creating groups. And the rule, the, the vision is there. And so any decisions that need to be made always come back to that particular rule. This is the vision. Your commentary is not on on is not on brand with that vision. You're going to be moved onwards, etc. So, um, in that particular group, we only <laughs> accept about 40 percent membership, wow. um, and we have about four thousand members in that group. But a community doesn't need to be huge. It doesn't need to be four thousand people. It can be. I'm in another community with five people who complement my skill base cool. and who I'm able to bounce ideas off, and who are cheerleaders i'm a cheerleader for them they're a cheerleader for me and i would suggest to any of the businesses listening in there listening in now is um that is a really great way to form your own community almost your advisory board and um Mm. those people to bounce ideas off that you don't want to do publicly um but they can be your cheerleaders and they can you know potentially source uh, information for you um, and tell you things that are going to help you on your journey so to then to the to move um, to another area yeah. at the start of the pandemic back in March. Yeah. Um, I'm not a tax accountant, so I don't know whether you gathered that. So when when the JobKeeper um, conversation came up, I went because oh. <laughs> 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 I don't do tax at all, okay. yep. um, and I could see this was coming down, and this was coming down hard mm-hmm. on the um, tax accountants and the BAS agents out there. I am a BAS agent, but again, I wasn't going to get involved with the JobKeeper. So what yeah. I did was went, how can I help my accounting and bookkeeping community? Yeah. And I created something called a community, which I call community supporting community chat. And it's it started back in March and it's two hours running from four to six every afternoon. Mm-hmm. And we facilitated that running every afternoon since March. So we've done about uh, 300 hours now to support the mental health and wellness of the community. And the, 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 the vision of is it to support the mental health, health and wellness of the community. Mm-hmm. We've evolved to have different conversations in there, but just you, you, give it a vision, you get the members in and the community work with it and they move in the same direction and they take it where it needs to go. So I facilitate, but I don't control. I am not involved all the time because the community knows what they need from that and it just Mm. evolves and goes on. And so sometimes the two hours chats go for, um, like they start at four and I've had some of them end at 8 a.m. the next morning. Like, yeah, I, I think, think wasn't, uh, I think wow. Alexi Boyd uh, from Small Biz Matters yes. was talking about this when we met with her a few weeks ago. Uh, yeah, she was telling us that, yeah, she's been on there for many hours <laughs> sometimes, you know, cooking dinner while the Zoom's link's still on and things like that. Yeah, and, and, and it's connecting with people who understand because, 
I'm not a mental health and wellness professional, but I do think sometimes think sort of that buffer between our existence and needing that professional support is our community mm. and just being able to have our community understand what we are going through and yeah. what the account, like what has been expected of the accounting and bookkeeping community has been really, really, really incredibly hard. Yeah. Um, and just to have, just be able to come on and just totally decompress and go, goodness, I missed the deadline because yeah. I have worked every weekend since March and I missed the deadline and I've really stuffed up my client. What am I going to do? And just mm. to be able to have in that supportive environment because we mm. yeah. all know what she's going through. Yes. We all know how hard that is and, and just to have that support there. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I, I really like that each of your communities that you've started have a very clear vision mm. as well. I, I also really like just to add on to that, that none of your communities that you'd started had something that you were trying to get that mm. from them that wasn't the purpose of because you know you know there's a lot of businesses out there who think all right i need to create this community because i want to get more clients and therefore that's my aim for this True. but really if you go in with the mentality that i want to give something i you know there is something that i want which is just a conversation about these things but but i wanted to also give that to people yeah um then that is something that I think is more um, leaning, you know, p people are going to want to join that community more than something that's being sold at them in a community. Are, yeah. there, um, are there any communities which you've learned things that you don't like and that you didn't want in your communities? Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, there's a lot going on at the moment. So, um, yeah. um, I, I spend my time trying to, now I spend my time trying to educate myself about communities. Okay. So, typically, you want to avoid politics, mm. religion, and sex topics. And so, I've kind of learned that, you know, okay, if that's happening, people are decompressing in their own ways and I will move away from that. Yeah. Um, I'm... <laughs> I'm very against the mems. So in my community, <laughs> I'm like, you will not have mems in there. And the only person who ever gets away with putting mems in is Chris Wheatley. I don't know if you know Chris Wheatley, but no, I, no. I let him get away with it because the master of the memes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but he went and started his own community called the Small Business Accountants Community and Advisors oh, cool. Community, okay. and that's great. And he can put his mems in there, and I fully support that. Lovely. But I just wanted uh, uh, it, it to be accessible and serious and and, yeah, and yeah. on topic mm, um yeah. so you want to avoid that you want to um um have guidelines i i kind of consider it to be like a cafe yeah don't let people join and tell the cafe how it's going to run don't let mm. them change the mm. music yeah. um jump on that if it needs to be jumped yeah. on and uh, either talk to them because yeah. sometimes people don't understand what they've written in black and white how offended people will be and so yeah. sometimes you need to pull them back and say let's have a conversation about the wording of this yeah. how about we reword it this yeah. way mm. let's remind people that you know for example um don't say something mean about an accountant or a bookkeeper because there's an accountant or a bookkeeper in the group yeah. don't, yeah. don't, don't, yeah. don't assume you can say things like that yeah definitely so hopefully that answers some of your questions that does. That does. it is a, a learning evolution but i would suggest watch how other people do it watch mm. communities that yeah. you like yeah. and how they run it yeah. i'm very very super 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 conscious about coming across as 
ever being about me and being narcissistic. Mm. So I'm always like, this is, I facilitate this, but it's rolling without me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's something that's important to, yeah, I'm the same. I'm very sensitive to being sold at. And it's something that I've identified a lot recently. (laughs) So if I, if I join a group and I feel like somebody is pitching me something, other than mm. just community help or something mm. around this, even if it is part of a product that I purchase. So, even if it is a community based around a software that I use, like the Gap community, for instance, mm. they are selling something at me because I purchased the Gap. Mm. Uh, we use it. We subscribe to it. Mm. Um, however, there is something else that comes with that community and that's the real value in that community. Mm. So, if I join something and immediately every 10 seconds, it's like, buy this, buy this, do this, do this, I switch off. I don't know if that's the same with you guys. Yeah, definitely. And I think it needs to be a safe space Mm. as well. (laughs) Um, So, somewhere where you feel you can be an active member of the community because that's really what you want, isn't it? I suppose if you were to create communities, Heather, and put a post out and no one were to like or comment on it, you've got thousands of people in there, then you know something's wrong, (laughs) I guess. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and it's such an amazing feeling when like I sort of wake up or I've had some time away and I go in and someone's put a great question in there and just yeah. people from around the world. So my community is global from around the world have jumped in and had a really thrashed out mm-hmm. and, and, and extracted the problem and answered the problem. And, yeah. and it's like, yay, it's working. That's awesome. Have you yeah. found you've always been like an active member of communities, not even in social media, but... Um, been an active volunteer yeah. um, all my life and actively involved in groups. Yeah. Okay. Um, yep. I, I'm very good at scanning and seeing everything that's happening. Okay. Um, yeah. And then kind of just sort of I could see, you know, the podcast world happening and thinking, okay, yeah. how do we get into that? Mm, and then I could yeah. see this sort of community group happening. How can, how can I leverage that to benefit yeah. this area here? Yeah, um, yeah definitely. Now that's... Uh, a question that I've got is what what has been obviously the change between when you may have started first working in creating communities mm. and, and things around the stuff that you were doing um, before the time of social media, before the time of online? Mm. Uh, obviously, you know, h- how did you go about building a community or being part of a community when you couldn't just switch on your phone and, and there was Facebook? So, I arrived at, I, I started um, um, working in England back in 92, 92. Okay. And I was the Australian. And I think yeah. they described me as the allowed Australian in the <laughs> office. It was Kraft General Food. So, Kraft Cheese, Maxwell yeah. House Coffee, Toblerone. Cool. And um, I think I'd been there eight weeks and I went along to the social club meeting and I left as the chair of the social club. <laughs> 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 and then uh, and then they gave me £10,000 to do with what I wanted oh for the wow. year. And so I was like, I, because I know that Tim gave the, the, the thrifty tip, but I am <laughs> the queen of thriftiness. I have nice. Jewish heritage and I have Scottish heritage. Oh, so I love I'm it. both tight and canny with the money. <laughs> um, I had people, like this is an office of 400 people. I had them going away for weekends to Holland, for weekends wow. to Paris. I found them um, free movie sets that we could go and visit and I'd get a bus and I'd take them there. Oh, cool. I did bowls. So, so I just organized lots of activities and people would turn up. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. So, so- you were seeing the benefit of community already at that time. And um, 
Yeah. And the benefit was, and this is kind of something that ties in with what, what you, what you essentially are doing is that people from all different levels, because it was, it was the nineties, it was very hierarchical. Mm. The director's level had no female toilet on it. Like there mm. were no females on the director's level of the office. It was wow. very hierarchical. And so we would have bowls, which is um, not the bowls that, you know, it's like wooden pins, okay. wooden pins and, and like a, a ball like right. that, but it's not okay. the bowl, it's okay. English bowls. Yeah. And they'd all go and they'd all get drunk and you'd have all different <laughs> levels talking to one another. Nice. And I was yeah. sitting there as like a 21-year-old going, yay, this yeah. is so nice. important for the business. And I could mm, really yeah. see that it was important for the business cool. in that the lowest level person was talking to the highest level person yeah. and it was their one time to actually just get down and, um, mm. yeah. I like it. And enjoy. Yeah. yeah. And then they put me in charge of the barbecue and all my eyelashes singed because they're like, you're Australian, you've got to be in charge of the barbecue. And I was like, I didn't know how to do a barbecue. <laughs> you went for it anyway. That's yeah, uh, all proud of you. <laughs> right. Yeah, but it was like, like as my husband who wasn't, was my boyfriend at the time was like, you just basically got them to pay for all of the experiences that you wanted to do for a full year. That's smart. Um, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. That's a good tight ass tip. I haven't used that one. Yeah. Become the uh, chair of the uh, social committee. Love it. Love it. So I think, uh, yeah, something that you really nailed down on there and we've kind of touched on bits and pieces, but one of the strengths of the community is just having people talking to each other that wouldn't normally talk to each other. Yeah. So yeah. what I have found and we've spoken about a lot uh, in the past 10 years is that the accounting community, at least in our eyes, has opened up. A lot. It used to be that, especially you know, in a small area like the Central Coast, yeah. uh, accountants didn't speak to each other. Yeah. We, you know, there's like I think within a few kilometer radius, there's like five other accountants of where we are. So yeah. there's a lot of accountants on the Central Coast, but yeah. but no one spoke to anyone. You know, you, you might see them at a function or something. You'd be like, oh, yeah, that's so and so accountant. You know who they are. You might say, oh, g'day, but you, yeah. you you didn't speak about what you're going through. You didn't speak about what was happening. Uh, but the advent of cloud accounting softwares and especially the communities around those. So, I think Xero has had a big part to play in this, um, mm. you know, things like ZeroCon and their roadshows bringing people together. Mm. And from that, people have been speaking. And, mm. you know, you, you mentioned before, you've got a little group of five people that you speak with. Uh, we have other accountants both in the area and in completely different areas now that are, are a support group for us that we speak to regularly. Mm. And I think that is something that I'd like to hear from you a little bit about. Yeah, so what is that? What, what is it that brings those people together that you think um, or how do you bring those people together that wouldn't normally speak but mm. it is important that they do? I think there's a massive amount of work available to be done out there. Mm -hmm. um, and I think if um, the accounting or bookkeeping firms lean even just slightly towards a niche, it makes the other firms know who their target market is and, and mm. how they work together. Um, and even within our community, um, we don't see ourselves as competitors. I would probably say 95% of us don't see ourselves as competitive. Some people mm. are aggressive competitors and you do need to be wary about them and it goes through um, sometimes like a, uh, a bigger firm will start poaching aggressively or something mm. like that. 
Um, and we see ourselves as supporters and champions. And if that, if a client say comes to us that doesn't suit us, it's better for us to recommend them to um, say, if a medical client comes to me, I'll recommend them to Kelly Shard at Growth MD because that's her niche. Yeah. And everyone is better off if if I do something like that. Yeah. Um, and it just makes life a lot more pleasanter. Mm. A lot yeah. more enjoyable, I and agree. you know, that th- th- I think I want to see um, us grow our client base into from small fish into big fish, and I think that there's a lot of space to be had in terms of that management reporting area, yeah. um, and and uh, so if you know, like what you're doing, identifying that that data and actually helping them and triggering them, and it enables you to move f- much further in in that direction. Yeah. For me, I don't do compliance, and my clients were all over the world. I had. Um, juice bars in Seattle, wow. um, skateboard shops in Panama. So yeah, cool. I was never competing with anyone. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that is part of it as well. We've said that before that because we're our, we are able to service clients anywhere really that you're not competitive as local Anymore. as much. Yeah. Um, you know, the guy next door isn't as big of a competitor to ours because our market isn't just the businesses in Wyong, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. which I think has made a big difference. But Another question, follow on from that then, uh, podcasts. So, we have a podcast, you have a podcast. <laughs> There's a number of other podcasts in the accounting space now out there. Accounting firms seem to be starting their own podcast a fair bit recently as well. What do you see and how do you see the role of something like a podcast in community building? What is your learnings from from having a podcast and, and trying to build that relationship with other people and community? Um, I find my podcast is a quiet, calm, educational, easy to listen to podcast Mm. that doesn't push people into screaming about it Mm. um, and yelling about it online. And someone will just quietly come up to me and and tell me a story of how it impacted their life. And so I think some of the podcasts are um, out there are uh, wanting to grow this massive, really loud cheerleading audience about them. And they Mm. think that they're um, everything that they say is correct Mm. and, and uh, they should, everyone should listen to them and they just get very bullshit and big headed about it. Yeah. yeah. I can think um, of a couple. <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you talking about me? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I get lovely, lovely messages from people who say that, that, that they listen to it and it impacts their life. And so I don't necessarily worry too much about a lot of the statistics in it yeah. because I get the stories, the stories come back to me. Cool. And so as an example, I'm not sure if I'm exactly answering what, what you're saying there, but my probably in my business journey through, I did the podcast. I also run events mm. when the first event it's me speaking at an event. I spend a lot of time practicing and making sure that I, I, I do well at this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But me organizing and speaking at my own event, three people turned up and it was great. And I was so happy and that yeah. was wonderful. Yes. Um, and I released a podcast episode last week. Someone has picked it up and asked me and the gentleman on it to speak at an event with 30,000 attendees. And I'm just like going, wow, you know. Amazing. and. 
I don't say that to be a narcissistic because I worry about that, but no. it, it's that just that gradual growth and that mm. the fact that 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 story resonated with people and what mm. I talked about there resonated with people. Um, and it resonated with me. I enjoy it. I, yeah. I do it because I enjoy I yeah. love accounting so much and I think it's such a great opportunity and I think everyone should be do it to some degree. I would have loved you to go and often become a film student but also have had the accounting belt, uh, you know, mm. under your arm. And so I really love accounting and I just think that uh, – um, I like sharing and talking about it. Yeah. I, so in terms of the industry, yeah, look, and we talked about it earlier on. Sorry, I cut you off. But, no, no, okay. Um, yeah. There are some monotone people out there and it's like, I really <laughs> struggle with that. Um, and uh, I do enjoy the banter. I adore the, um, there's a podcast out of America that I, I listen to yep. all the time, the Cloud Accounting Podcast with yes. Blake Oliver and David Leary. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's a learning opportunity. I don't necessarily listen to a lot of uh, accounting podcasts in the space. One of the reasons why is I don't want to be too influenced by them. I just want yeah. to go, I know what I'm doing. Yep. I'm just going to keep going in my direction. Yep. If something interests me, I'm just going to jump on board. And it was actually um, uh, you, you and Alexi Boyd did a mashup. And I was like, oh, wait, there I should. It kind of triggered my memory. Mm. I'm really busy and stuff, but I know that we... You had talked about it, so I was really excited to get you on the podcast, etc. So hopefully that answered somewhat of your question. Definitely, I think it's just—it's really interesting to hear from your perspective um, as someone else, you know, with your own podcast, the Cloud Stories podcast. That um, just seeing the way things are heading in our industry, that there's more and more information there. Accountants are putting themselves out there um, and just getting involved in a community and and it could be a community of business owners it could be a community of um of just local volunteers or it could be mm. a community of accountants but it, it is so much more fulfilling i think yeah i th think for me i look at a lot of the mm, content organized by the conferences yeah and think, God, that's boring. That is so, so boring. And I don't know, I'm, I'm not suggesting that you agree with me, but I'm like, yeah. they don't look like they have any expertise to talk to me. And so I just yeah. was like, okay, I've just got, you know, and I, I'm older now. So I'm like, I just want to develop content that's actually interesting to people yeah, awesome. and helps move them on their journey. And, yeah. you know, and I think that that's what you guys offer in that uh uh, your voices, your stories resonate with people and it helps them move one or two steps further on the journey. And if that helps people, that's that's massive. Um, I think, uh, yeah, two bits of information which I think I got out of that was, and it's something that we've, that I struggle with anyway, is yeah, the the fine line between um, yeah, promoting yourself but also just trying to get people interested in the podcast. So, uh, I, I don't, <laughs> I always it took us a year and a bit to first even mention we have an accounting firm on the podcast. <laughs> so that's how bad at marketing ourselves we are. But, but I always do Did worry. Did you notice how I interjected into your JobKeeper question and said, and what should people do? Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, See, I'm the hype girl. That's what the hype yeah. girl does. This, this accounting, Kat's accountant sign that's behind us is new. We, you know, it, it took us a very long time to even remember that we should tell people we have an accounting firm. So, and I think that leads into a podcast like ours or a podcast like yours, hopefully people resonate with that more because our purpose isn't to sell to them a product. Yeah. Yeah. It, it isn't to sell to them our service. 
It is to educate them and to help them. And I think that is the distinguishing thing between some of the podcasts out there and some of our podcasts. And, you know, you're not putting anyone down. I think all podcasts are great. The more information out there, the better. But but it is something that I worry about um, is selling too much to people mm. versus helping people. And yep. that's that's something that I think helps build a community, which I've said earlier. Mm. And I think it's for you understanding who your audience is. Because yeah. like when, when we spoke earlier, I was very clear, this is my audience, yes. this is who they're speaking to. And so sometimes, again, when accountants or bookkeepers start podcasts, I'm like, who are you speaking to? Yeah. Are mm. you speaking to the accounting True. and bookkeeping community into that community mm. or are you trying to gain new clients out of it? Very yeah. good point. Very uh, good point. I think something that surprised us with our podcast is we started off trying to speak to the small business community out there and provide information. And then for some reason, a lot of accountants started listening to it. <laughs> and yeah. we were like, oh, okay, that we didn't expect that. Mm. And so, we, we kind of straddle both at the moment. We're, yeah. we're kind of half communicating things to uh, the accounting industry, and and I think maybe they get a little bit out of listening to us whinge about stuff, and then <laughs> and then half speaking to the small business community and trying to educate them and help their business. Yeah. Um. So it, it's an interesting audience for us, at least. So Heather, I love the way that you create content and that you say you repurpose content. It's something that I wish we were better at, actually. Mm. And one thing I picked up on at um, at ZeroCon, our first ever ZeroCon, we were sitting in the media room with you, which was a bit of a buzz for uh, for Dan and I. And I noticed that you were making notes, but um, I'm not sure if you told us this after, or, but or if I just saw it on on your phone. I think we were sitting sort of near you. You were tweeting. <laughs> you, you were, were tweeting your notes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we talked about it after. I think, but you were tweeting your notes um, throughout that um, media. Um, so, so almost at the sorry, I cut you off again. Yeah, go for but it. Almost at the very first Zeracon or the very first roadshow, Rod Drury said to me, um, "You be the official zero tweeter." <laughs> and so everything that came out, I tweeted, and and it yeah. was that was really the early days of Twitter. We're talking ten years ago, mm. and so uh, all the. Big points, all the the, the, the the sound bites, all the sound bites came out, bam, 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 tweet, 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 yeah. tweet. So I tweet, 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 tweet them. Yeah. But they all go, they all zap across to a Google spreadsheet and they're all listed on a Google spreadsheet. I told Sholto McPherson this trick too. <laughs> and then you can then go, so you, 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 you're growing your Twitter audience, you're yeah. using all your hashtags, growing your Twitter audience, but then you can go back, go home, jump on your um, um, Google spreadsheet and pull out a blog post of um, a 350-word blog post needs three points in it. That's all you need. You need a beginning, nice. you need an ending, and then you just need three bullet points that you talk to. Each talking point only needs two to three sentences, and you've got a really nice tight blog post there. How good is that? Yeah. See, yeah. Like, that and is images. Images are so important. So I have a really yeah. good quality... I have a Google Pixel, so the, the camera is really important to me. So that visually, because you'll always see me putting out visually stunning photos mm. of me with a group of people. Yes, yeah, yeah. Repurposing, repurposing, yeah, so re-including awesome. them. So I, I, I will, if you've got time, I'll just give you a quick example of Please something do. I, real, I, I recently did. Um, so I had a one-hour interview with, a, with a Kevin Fitzgerald, and we were talking about a white paper about 20 trends in the future of accounting. 2010, future careers of accounting. Okay, okay. so one hour interview. I 
but it was 20 trends. So I split it up into 20 micro videos, bite-sized videos, and have them going out one per day every day on LinkedIn. He also is publishing them one per day every day on LinkedIn. So we've published eight so far. We have had together 16 hours of views, 16 hours of views, and we've only published about 16 minutes worth of videos. Wow. Also uploaded, I've also got it created as the uh, YouTube video, like a one-hour video that hasn't gone out yet, but also put it up as a podcast so that goes out into my content media. Plus I have a blog post with images, plus um, I'm in talks with two people about reworking it and putting it on their blog post and on both separately reworking it and putting it in two different blog post areas. So one hour, refining it. Different audiences. They yeah. don't mind seeing it in different ways. I, I love it. I think, I, and I think that's a large part around why you've been so successful with your communities because you are so structured and, and, and I guess thoughtful with the way you're using content. Um, it just puts you on another level. And, and yeah, that's definitely what we need to strive towards uh, trying to do with our content. I think it's just so smart and efficient. I just love mm. it. So, um, and, and, you were telling us you are building a bit of a profile um, on YouTube as well. So is that a new area of focus for you? No, I've had a YouTube channel for a uh, while. I'm in the top 5% of Australian YouTubers. So right. uh, I think I'm at 1.4 million views. So no, you're wow. doing okay on That's YouTube. Massive. But I, I don't put much effort in there. Okay. So I should do more. Yeah, right. So well, you're, you're doing 1.4 million times better than us. <laughs> So, yeah, look, it's <laughs> it's so one good. of those, I don't know, it's one of those funny things that uh, uh, you put out there, you accidentally try and it works for you and I've just got to put more effort in there. But I earn money from it. I earn a nice amount of money from it. Um, yeah, and so I'm weird because I've got income streams coming in from lots of different little areas because of that. Yeah. Because of things like that. I think what you've inspired me today to do is just to get much more systemized with the way that we (laughs) use our content. Because at the moment, we record these podcasts every week. We put them out. We've only recently started recording these videos. Uh, One of our um, team here cuts them up and puts little bits on Instagram and YouTube, but we don't promote it as much Mm. as we should. So, uh, I think we need to get more systemized, Tim. Yeah, need to take a page out of Heather's book or books. <laughs> All nine of them. And, and it would be um, identifying those Q&As that the clients are asking you because that's, that's pretty much where I first started on YouTube was uh, what are your questions and I'd answer them and I'd put up a really boring green slide saying this is the question and then <laughs> Heather would come on and answer it and then here's the question again and I just sort of Love put it. it out like that. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That is really good. Maybe this could be your next book, Heather. For, uh, for all the podcasts popping up in the accounting industry, how to actually effectively use their content and build their profile, maybe. I'd read I that. don't know whether they'd, they'd trust me. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe, yeah, yeah. So it is, a, 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 it is definitely, it is using tools because I use a lot of robots in my business. I currently, I think I'm at 236 because um, oh, wow. you get my, my newsletter, don't you? Not sure if we do get your newsletter. <gasps> My newsletter is the best, <laughs> most awesomest thing. It's created by robots and machine learning and artificial intelligence. And so wow. I the the blog feed of all the active accounting app blogs, so that's almost 600 of them, a few, of the, few hundred aren't um, active, yeah. feed into my data warehouse 
and my um, the machine learning learns what you click on on your newsletter and it creates a bespoke newsletter from all of those articles for you wow. and it goes out twice a week. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so so that that's the that's that's my robots doing that for me. So that's, that's um amazing. the accounting apps newsletter. That's, that's great. So cool. That's fantastic. Love it. All right. Well I think unless you got another question, Tim, I think we've come to the end of the main topic today. Yeah. I've got a lot of great insights here yeah. and a lot of great information so I feel like i've taken away yeah. a lot from this so <laughs> uh, tim i don't know here. if you want to push the push the button oh sure i'll oh, there. there we cheers. go cheers cheers so we do have our other things <laughs> left tim do you have it another thing gin. <laughs> oh, <it was> gin. <laughs> well look it's five o'clock somewhere it's it's definitely yeah. beer o'clock somewhere. i did get emailed that i should be drinking vodka but <laughs> well, we, we we do have a we have a staff uh, team party tonight, and I believe there'll be someone there making us some cosmos and espresso martinis. So yes. uh, you might see a few pictures on the uh, Two Drunk Accountants Instagram tonight with us having a few sips of uh, Cosmo. Yes, yes. Dan's very. Don't excited you, if about you're that. a film student, need to get into TikTok? Nah, uh, see. <sighs> I've just missed out on that. I'm too old. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's the first real. Like Snapchat was another one I didn't really get into, but you need to after get that, I went, I'm done. Tim's dad. Yeah. You need to speak to Tim's dad yeah. who will open your mind to trying these young things. <laughs> True. You're probably that's, right. That's a good point. You're probably right. Maybe uh, get Tim's dad into TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon Warren would be all over the TikTok. Please don't do that. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Please don't. It would be very funny. <laughs> uh, I don't want to see that. Tim, do you have another thing this week? Uh, I do, Dan, actually. There yep. is a great podcast, which is coming out soon, that everyone should listen to. It's called Too Drunk Footy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about this. So, so, Heather, we have actually recently, and, and the greater audience, uh, we have uh, expanded the Too Drunk network of podcasts. Mm. So, we are actually releasing a second podcast Completely different fields. Which is a completely different field. Nothing to do with small business or accounting. It is a show about footy. (laughs) Now, Oh, I thought you said hoodies. Hoodies. I was like going, really? Yeah, it's just all about hoodies. (laughs) No, it's about about AFL. That's hilarious. Two drunk hoodies. hoodies. That'll be our third podcast, Heather. Two drunk hoodies. Uh, So... (laughs) So this uh, is uh, it's uh, I'm not the host of this. Tim is uh, with another friend of ours who used to work for uh, a couple of different AFL in different states. Yeah, uh, they love their footy. They love two separate teams. Uh, they've picked a great time to start the end of the season, and they're going to uh, <laughs> a, a, every few weeks release an episode about uh, about the AFL. I'm going to make occasional appearances yes. as someone who doesn't watch sport who knows nothing really about wearing AFL. Yeah. I know a lot about wearing hoodies, so I might talk about that a bit, but but uh, we're, we've actually, Tim's, we've, we've done the first episode. It's, 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 it's ready to release. Ready to release. We uh, just don't have an intro song or a logo or a channel. No. So, we don't, once we have all those things, uh, we will pop it up. But uh, yeah, bit of exciting news there, Heather. Uh, you're yeah. the first person outside of us to hear that. Yes. Uh, there is a second show. Congratulations. That yeah. sounds amazing. I think it will do really well. A little, a little preview for you, Heather, and for the listeners. 
Um, we talked about our footy nicknames and, uh, and Dan's was quite a good story. So, Dan's <laughs> footy nickname is Blossom. And so, I won't tell anyone why, but if you do want to hear why Dan's footy nickname was Blossom, listen to episode one of Two Drunk Footy with Gartho and the Foz. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, that's a great other thing, Tim. Uh, my other thing this week is uh, I'm still reading the same book as last week, so it's not different there. But I'm watching anything on TV? No. Oh, actually, uh, there's a new um, ballpark music releasing a new album and there's ah. a new song that they released that I quite enjoy. Great song. Yeah, great Love song. It. Great so band. I, yeah, I'm Is enjo- the album out? Not out yet. Uh. Not out yet, but the, there's, they have three songs from the album that you can listen to currently and all three I it's thoroughly It's sort of enjoy. like a slower song, mm. like some good tempo. Yeah, I think the one's called maybe Cherub and then the next one's called Day and Age. Day and Age is the one I particularly like. Mm. Looking forward to it. Yeah, so yeah. that's just a shout out to a new album coming out that I like. Cool. Heather. Heather, do you have yeah. another thing? Yes. Can I ask if trips to the football are now tax deductible if you've got a podcast about oh, football? Great idea, Heather. <laughs> I think you're probably right. Oh, Heather. My subscription to KO is now you've a work something. deduction. Yeah. Uh, what else? Yeah, every, every bit are of football. Are all the meat pies you buy there meat and pies? the beer? Yeah. Absolutely. I, I'd Absolutely. like to say that... I was already um, deducting those anyway, so... No. <laughs> there's no deduction when there's no income, Tim. Oh, <laughs> so, if there's... Yes. Uh, if you're not earning an income <laughs> from Aren't it... Aren't you running it through your own business as a side project? Well, you're right. Yeah, yeah true. Heather, will you stop it, please? Because <laughs> <laughs> Tim's just going to keep bringing in these expenses. Brilliant. Fantastic. My, es- my new Essendon membership is uh, tax deductible. <laughs> I was already talking to Dan about deducting my golf club membership too. So, maybe I can work that in there somehow. I don't know. <laughs> so, You've started something. Uh, Heather, was there any uh, books or content you've been looking at recently which you really enjoy? Any other things that you have? Or, uh, or even an upcoming book that you're writing, perhaps? Or no, a blog not post? an upcoming book that I'm writing. No, just uh, my own podcast that I'm doing. But yeah. Uh, how can people get in touch with you if they'd like to, if they've enjoyed uh, hearing from you um, today, how can they reach you? Jump on Twitter, Heather Smith AU. I'm pretty much Heather Smith AU everywhere on LinkedIn, connect yep. with me. Um, and, uh, oh, I guess the thing I've been enjoying at the moment is Shits, oh, Schmidt's Creek. Shits Creek. It's a good show. Uh, Great show. Yes, I'm enjoying yeah. that. And The Marvelous Miss Maisel. If, if people love, love um, the Gilmore Girls watch Marvelous Miss Maisel. Okay. I'm sure that's probably not your audience base, but cool. that's been uh, wonderful. Heather, show. I'd like to correct you that I actually, in fact, really enjoy the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, a, you will love yeah. the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and okay. I, I look forward to you Instagramming photos of you watching it. I will. I'll definitely put that out there. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, uh, Thank you so much. Thank you for coming Thanks on, Heather. We've loved having you on. Loved having your chat. Uh, yeah. If people want to get in touch with us, two drunk podcast at gmail.com, at two drunk accountants on all the socials. Uh, send us a message. Make sure you subscribe and rate our podcast, especially on Apple, because that helps people find us. So thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will uh, calculate it.